Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. MRN Crew Call on MRN.com is presented by Moneylion, the world's most powerful financial membership. Moneylion, here we roar. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strengths. Yes, and welcome, 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 welcome to the first episode in 2019 of Crew Call. I am Rocco Williams with MRN, and um, I am joined today in studio with um, Coach Horton. Coach Horton, athletic director for, um, well, I'll say, um, not only the athletic director, you are director of athletic performance for Rev Racing. Sorry for getting that messed up. Thank you for joining us on our first episode in 2019. Glad to have glad for you to have me back. Now I know we look a little different, you know. Um, we're missing uh, Sammy Joe, my co-host, in season one, but uh, with season two, I'm just excited to do things a little bit differently this year. Exactly, we're going to be a little bit more chatty. We're going to be less formal. We're going to be a little bit more informal. And we're going to really get down to some of the things that affect the pit crew as a whole. So. Well, well, sometimes you lose the better half, but. <laughs> We will soldier on. Well, we definitely did lose the better half in Sammy Joe. We know she's doing well. And like I said, glad to have you here. I mean, it's been um, an exciting Speed Weeks to say. You know, Speed Weeks just ended. You know, it is um, here this Wednesday. We're already prepping for Atlanta. But we had a lot go on in uh, Daytona. And I was there with you. Um, sum up your Speed Weeks and from your perspective, the best you can. Well, you know, we had a lot going on with uh, our, our developmental program and our ladies uh, pitting the uh, Rick Ware number 52 uh, Winn-Dixie special there. And uh, that took up a lot of my time, just making sure that they were prepared and, and, and just making sure that all the other pit crewmen um, who pitted for Chuck E. Fall and Excalibur okay. pit crew. And uh, we just uh, made sure that uh, we got everything right, you know, Cross the T's, dotted the I's. And this program you're speaking of, Coach, you've been a guest on um, our show several times in the first season. So, But for our new viewers, Coach, the program that Coach is referring to is the NASCAR Drive for Diversity Pit Crew Development Program, that is. And you guys actively recruit collegiate athletes and professional athletes. And, yep. and you know, we do it all. We're, we're, we're basically uh, uh, trying to uh, bring in individuals, uh, from the minority side that want to be a part of NASCAR, you know, that, uh, you know, just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly right. I'm still waiting on my trophy. Do I yeah, get a last, replica? We spot, like, you can you can find that episode for all our new viewers on, on uh, season one on MR, MRN and the archives, and we actually covered one of the combines that Coach Horton is referring to, as well as, in case y'all did not realize, Coach Horton was the former pit crew coach for Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Juan Pablo Montoya and um, Elliot Sadler when he was balling. Yeah, we well when all those drivers were balling. We uh, <laughs> won quite a few races. I was uh, you know proud to be a part of those organizations and 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 uh, it was a good career. Yeah, I can imagine. Who which driver stands? Which season? Which driver stands out to you the most? Uh, when you think back on all those drivers, or do they all 
resonate with you differently? Well, they do. They all definitely resonate with me differently because of the situations of which they were running. You know, they were all great drivers mm-hmm. um, in their own right, um, um, you know, but, but they all represented a different uh, era for me as a pit coach, you know, and so it, 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 uh, it was a good 11, 12-year run. And it's funny you, you mentioned that because I feel like the pit crew, well, I know for a fact that the choreography of the pit stop constantly, well, is evolving, and it recently just took another shift and, uh, or another, it just evolved one more time. Well, you know, with the five-man deal from last year, we have really um, moved into another era of pit stops. When okay. I came in in 1998, you know, actually the carrier really was just getting established and uh, uh, because the changes were actually putting the tires on, helping the carrier put the tires on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, almost 20-some years later, the carrier is evolving again. Does that correlate with one of your drivers? Was that Sterling Marling they were doing that at, or uh, was that with Dale Jarrett? Which driver was, or was it before that? Well, I mean, you're not you're not talking about when you came in <laughs> not as when, one of my carriers. N- no, no. Oh, okay, okay. That's <laughs> I'm a, not talking about your best carriers. Oh, oh, oh You know, okay. we're, we're going to stay away from me. Well, well, well. <laughs> we know what happened when you pitted the first time for us. You taught me well. And, yeah, you know, yeah. you taught me well, and that does it. I'm glad you mentioned that, Coach. I'm glad you mentioned that because, like I said, with us going to from six to five uh, crew members over the wall, it creates a lot of challenges, especially for that tire carrier and that jack man to the it point is. where I think it's changing the game. It's creating emphasis on two positions in particular where I feel like the tire changes always uh, trumped everyone as the most important position on pit road. The tire changes, you know, hitting those lug nuts off and Point five seconds or point eight seconds. I'm sorry, point under a second is um, very tough to do, and I don't think anybody can just pick up an air wrench and say I'm gonna be a tire changer. The same goes true with the carriers and the jackman, but more so now than prior with the five man. Do you wanna? Can you can you tr- um, talk a little bit about that? Or well, you know, from a coaching standpoint, last year the pit coaches up and down pit road did an excellent job of trying to adapt to the five-man mm-hmm. pit stop with the personnel that they had. A lot of great uh, pit crewmen out there, and, you know, they were already signed. They were already on the contract, and they had to use them. Mm-hmm. And, and and so then they had to cater to, uh, you know, the, the personnel that they had. Now, going forward, you're, I believe as a coach, you need to change some of that in the fact that you need to find the best crewman mm. and run the best play. That's mm-hmm. where that's going. So the plays that the teams chose to run to perform the pit stop was contingent on the personnel that you had. Exactly right. And okay. that personnel was very good and it needed to be that way. But going forward, you know, there are better ways I feel from a coaching standpoint that you need to find the athletes to run the best play. And I was down there on pit road with um, this weekend, this past weekend of speed weeks down in Daytona, and it looks like that position is changing, the um, based on the way it looks, the physical characteristics of the individual carrier position. Being that there's only one carrier now, it seems like the body type that is you know designed for that to be successful in that position has changed. Well, we're looking at that six foot one to six foot three linebacker type. Why? That 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 weighs about. Uh, anywhere from 220 to 240 because, one, they can handle carrying both tires out and bringing them back. 
you know, they can index that tire in less than a second, and they have that speed. They so have the speed. you're basically saying you're an advocate for the tire carrier drop-off. So what you're saying is the, the tire carrier that um, can relieve the tire changer of his duties of bringing that tire out. Exactly. And he brings the tire out for the tire changer. That is the technique that, is the that you like. Yep. That is, I mean, uh, the 22 does that. They're champs. They have mm-hmm. one of the best pit crews out there, followed by the four. You know, and 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 so I think that is the best way to do that. That's a um, that's a great point you made because I saw Penske was the originals, and we we talked about that on a show last season that they were the first to start doing that tire carrier dropping the tire off to the left, uh, the right front. So, and then you saw the other teams fall in line and start doing that as well. So you're saying that that is the way to go. I foresee a lot of all the teams, if not all the teams. Um, if they can find the right personnel, if they can find a carrier that can actually do that, that's that's what's going to um, make that happen. And that carrier currently right now doesn't exist in mass. In mass. Yeah, yeah. There's that's not six a lot foot that can three, do it. Right. Two, over 200 pounds, but right. not too big, right? Or about 230. About 230. You know, between 220 and 240. And that individual, there's not a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to take some time for that play to be implemented. It's an okay and in type of pit stop that mm-hmm. we've been using at Rev Racing before they stopped doing pit stops in the K and N series. So we were very, we were already familiar with it, and uh, we knew that it worked, uh, um, and it works very well. You just have to find the right individual because you really need to relieve that change of carrying out the tire. Exactly, let yeah. him focus on his yeah. lug nuts. Let he has enough on his, on his plate as as it is, and. You know, to hit those lug nuts, that's an important job. Those tires need to be tight. And if, if you can take one thing off at the plate for him to focus on, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, and, 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 and it also lets the tire changer be physically who he is. Mm-hmm. Because to carry out that tire, you know, you have to change him too if that's what you want to do. But you don't need to do that. Find yeah. one individual and that doesn't affect two individuals. So mm-hmm. then you find that one that can do it all. It's, it seems like common sense, but... Um, I'm just curious to why I don't see it more prevalent on pit road, but I, I agree with you, and I want to dive more into dive into that more. Let's let's take a commercial break and let's get back um, to to some of these topics when we get back. Next time those engines roar, don't just get pumped up. Get 5% cash back with Money Lion. Our members get 5% cash back on up to $2,000 in annual purchases of tickets to a NASCAR race from authorized ticket sellers. You'll also get 5% off any at-track purchases and all purchases on NASCAR.com. Just use your Money Lion debit card and it couldn't be easier. Join the world's most powerful financial membership, Money Lion. Here we roar. Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffee, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. Hear that? That's the fastest Sunday of the year. The Auto Club 400 is the single biggest NASCAR race on the West Coast. Join thousands of speed-hungry race fans as we gather around to watch 40 of the world's best drivers lay it out on the line and drop the hammer flat out and five wide. Sunday, March 17th, the Auto Club 400 and Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. Get your tickets at autoclubspeedway.com or call 800-944-RACE. 
All right, and we're back with MRN True Call, brought to you by Money Lion. And I have Coach Horton here, and we're diving deep into the pit crew world. And we're trying to, I'm trying to expose, I'm trying to expose some things and show y'all where the choreography, where the 12-second pit stop, how you can do it, how you can achieve that. And we've already talked about the fact that we'll just call him Beast Mode Tire Carrier, that that tire carrier has a lot on his plate now, being that with um, eliminating that man, he has to do the job of two. Well, bring the tire out for the tire chain, but that's not the only change that will play in a, a significant effect on the speed of the stop. The Jackman relates to that too, right? Well, another thing that we're doing that we probably need to look at changing is when the changer comes around to the left side, mm-hmm. he pauses and lets the Jackman go through. I think this, again, disrupts the changer, you know, and, coach, and, coach, for for the for the new the new fans, I feel like this show is going to bring in a lot of fans who aren't racers who grew up watching the sport. What coach is alluding to is when you watch the pit stop, you're going to see tire changes after they facilitate changing the tires on the right side. They will get up and they run around to the left side at the same time. This technique that coach is um, um, talking about, the tire changes are waiting to approach that left front tire and allowing the jackman to run through before they approach the left front tire to hit lug nuts, right? And That's why, correct. why do that in the first place? Well, one of the reasons is the Jackman was not used to indexing the tire. So last year they had to learn, I mean, immediately how to index the tire, and that was taking time. So then the best thing to do correctly was to give the Jackman a little more time to do his job. Now that that Jackman has perfected that, has gotten better, you probably don't have to do that so much. Mm. So, and then now with the new Jack men being brought in now, they learn from the beginning on how to index the tire mm-hmm. and jack the car. When you say the Jack men that's being brought in now, do you mean younger Jack men, new recruits or Jack right. men that the are, new recruits. are training? The ones that the teams are bringing in and developing, they won't have this problem. Are they you won't. saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks? Well, I mean, you can. And it's obviously they have because there was 12 seconds, you know, there was mm-hmm. some high 12s last year on a regular basis. So, yes, did, there are some really good Jackmen that, uh, that, that really caught on to that really fast. Mm-hmm. But going forward, you know, that's going to have to be the norm, and every top team needs to have that individual. And when they find that individual, and the way we time it, we time it from peg to index. And, 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 and you're looking for about a 2.5 or less movement there from the time they peg it to the time they index that tire. And with it, when you find individuals that can actually do that, then you don't have to let the jackman through. Mm. The changer doesn't have to do that. So basically to allow, if you're allowing the jackman to run through, it's a changer. If you're doing that, it's basically to overcompensate for the jackman's Lack of, or the lack of his ability needing, to index needing that tire. Needing more time, right, right. Needing more time to do his job. But again, in a choreographed move, for speed, you want to affect as less individuals as you can. Mm. So when the changer has to give away to what he's doing yep. to help the jack man, you're losing time because it's affecting the changer. You want the changer to be able to concentrate on hitting lug nuts on the right side, same thing on the left side. So you want to find individuals that mm. can do those tasks so that he or she is not affected, mm. period. So that's going to change some stuff. But I, are you still seeing teams doing that more so? I mean, this well, year, well, well, it's well the we norm. only have one race so far, right? It's the norm. 
it's the norm now to, to, to do the things that we're talking about it, but it doesn't have to be the norm in the future. Is it the norm? Would it's you the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've watched, I mean, I mean, you know, we look at film every day. We look at every team and, 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 you know, people, you know, that's what they're doing because right now it's probably the best way, but in the future, you want to you want to eliminate okay. I get what affecting the changer. Period. There's nothing wrong with the way they're doing. Absolutely not. Now. Nothing wrong with it. No, no. But as far as taking turning it up a notch to perform it up at a, a notch. higher level to improve on the existing stops, you find athletes. These are things that needs to be done. If you can find the athletes that can take the the some of the task out of what the changers are doing, mm-hmm. you're going to have faster pit stops automatically. You're going to have that. I see. Well. I guess it's safe to say that the first true test of that will be coming this week in Atlanta. Being that Daytona um, doesn't really de- give you the best depiction of how your crews are going to be doing. Well, I could say that in the past. Mile and a half tracks, mm. pit stops are very important. Very important. Very important. But what I did notice at Daytona was the fact that there were a lot of, um, there were a lot of crew members that had to deal with the car, elements of the car. And I say that because, um, you know, as a jack man and these, these no ride heights or whatever, these cars are so low. I noticed that on the right side of the car when um, teams were jacking, the teams that did really, really well, they only were doing that in one pump. Right. They were getting right. the car up in one pump. We the call te- it upfront teams. You okay. Know, their setups are spot on. You know, setups, yeah, and I, setups, I noticed that. Spot on the chains are set, you know, they and and they've even worked on the cars where the stop is in the right place. All types of things that the top teams do mm, that well, makes the pit stop better. And that's and I say that in Atlanta because um, with us headed to Atlanta, I feel like we're going to see a lot more pit stops, more than what we saw at Daytona, being right. that that track is very abrasive and, and these, I, these crews are going to be put to a test. Well, I think we're. Where we were going with that, too, you know, there was a lot of double pumps on the right side. Yes. From the teams running in the back. So, you know, you can't have that mm-hmm. and have fast pit stops. Well, I, I want to show a video. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come right back. And when we come right back, I just want to jump right into the video that I'm talking about because I want you to – I want to show I want to show our fans what that looks like. And when they're watching a the race, they can pinpoint if a stop is going to be fast or slow based off of that initial movement on the right side. So let's just take a break, and we'll come right back to that video. And we- Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I- I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, it- is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Driver safety is the number one priority in racing. It's also the number one priority in trucking. The Detroit Assurance suite of safety systems helps to protect drivers, their trucks, and other motorists by helping to mitigate the severity of collisions. Active brake assist, adaptive cruise control, and lane departure warning, all bringing a new level of safety and protection to the road. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. 
Winged Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on wingednation.com and Facebook Live. Join us for in-depth conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth. The Winged Nation preview podcast each Thursday previews the upcoming weekend. Winged Nation, winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across America. Welcome. We're back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Moneyline. I want to I want to jump into what we were talking about before our break. We were talking about what that looks like as far as that double pump in the right side and um, single pump in the right side. And if we can show our video, you'll see what I'm talking about because as soon as I see that on the right side, I know how the stop is going to look. If you look at the screen, Coach, you see the right side? Two pumps. You see the two pumps on right. the, when he jacks it up? One pump goes One straight pump. to the power. Exactly right. Exactly right. And that's that's indicative of the car setup. That pit stop with the one pump is going to be faster. It's just a matter of timing. And yeah. And these are your top teams. That's the William Byron right there on the number twenty four. That Jack Man Dustin Lineback is um, is a beast. He is definitely right. one to, to watch. He had the eighteen with uh, uh, Kyle Busch. He had the eighty eight and the ninety five. All those are good cars. The only team that had a double pump was Matt DeBendetto in the ninety five team. Right. And that could be looked at. They're not a lesser team, but at the same time, well, I mean, it's it's, it's just a different setup to where they have to pump twice. Look and, at it, and 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 that doesn't lead to fast pit stops. Especially at the mile and a half, you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose out at Daytona. It doesn't really matter that much. But in Atlanta, if you're double pumping that right side in Atlanta, it don't matter. You're not picking up any. You have no shot. No shot at picking up spots. And I think the crew members know that. They right. go. They mm-hmm. go into the race knowing that. Okay, they check these tires. They know. Oh man, this is gonna be a double pumper. Yeah. And they know that they're going to have the a they're going to have a long day ahead of them, right? Right, right. And those need to be adjusted, and that needs to be done, you know, before the race. And certain crew chiefs are better than others at <laughs> doing that, or it's not better at them. Their focus is on that, right? Well, I think it's 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 just it's time, and it's how much time do they have to prepare that car to do pit stops? Okay, okay. It's it it's a situation where, and you're talking about with personnel, mm-hmm. you know, um, who's doing what. Um, are they concentrating on trying to qualify as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, um, trying to make the car ready for pit stops? So they might not have time to make those adjustments and get the car ready well, for the race. Well, it's not a top priority. Not a top priority. It's not a top priority. And but it is when you're losing spots on pit road, Well, right? what happens is they finally get it dialed in, and when they get that dialed in and they pit, mm-hmm. then it's not pitable yes. for running up front, and that's where the problem occurs. Hey, this is Daryl, the producer. I have a question. Oh. So when you say that the um the setup has to be f- for the jack to be a one pump or two is that a setup on the jack or is that a setup on the car that's a setup on the car we're talking about the chains the length of the chains that uh, actually pulls the rear end up when uh, you jack the car and if they're a little long then well if they're a little long then you can't get the car perspective. you have to pump it twice have to pump it twice and pump fast it twice. and it affects the whole choreography. It does. It does. And, uh, and, and, and then sometimes, it, you know, it happens on the left side as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's normally a pump and a bump, but you really just want to pump on the left side as well. But, you know, you know how that's set up and all this and all of that is above my pay grade, but we just asked the, uh, you know, when I was pitting, 
you know, uh, uh, Robert Yates or Chip Ganassi, you know, we, we let the crew chief know we're going to have one pump. Yep. And they made the adjustments with those chains to make that happen. When I was working with some of the um, less competitive teams, we couldn't get it. We couldn't get it dialed in. You know, I'm just being honest about it. And that's the way it was, whether it was time, whether it was personnel, whether it was priority, you know, those things were occurring. Another thing occurs, too, is uh, the uh, the uh, um, studs. Mm-hmm. You know, we want two turns on the studs, you know, and sometimes, you know, and we check them before the race. The studs. But why we, can't you have the studs right every time? Well, why are ta- they not right? It takes a long time. It takes it takes manpower to get those studs right all the way around the car. What do so you the, mean? When the, you when the, the cars come to the racetrack, the studs are not right. Right, right. They're not right because those teams are concentrating on qualifying for the race. Okay. And so, and a lot of times too, in the setup with with the what they call the the the, the patch, mm-hmm. how much the tire is is connecting to the ground. And again, this is way above me. But uh, uh, you know, you they make that correction through the studs. <laughs> so you have four threads showing. Yeah. And you're not coming off. The changer is not taking those tires mm-hmm. off. You know, the, the, under a second. Yep. No, it's not going to happen. So we know before the race that how fast we're going to do our pit stops, mm-hmm. depending on those, those types of issues. Exactly. We know. We know it's not going to be hey, 13 seconds. Just stops, like how the drivers say you can't go fast in a slow car. Right. You can't pit. You can't pit. You can't pit fast in an unpittable car. You can't. You can't. You can't. But, 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 and, and unfortunately, sometimes. They hit it, mm-hmm. and we're running up front, and it's time to pit it, and we're going to do a 15, 16-second pit stop. Yeah, we know it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, it's a downer. Mm. But here's the correction for that. The, the more they get it right, the better the teams run, the better things get, and yep. the better the pit stops get as well because a priority can shift not only to now making the race but running better and pitting better. All right. So it takes time. So it's it's just one of those deals where as that team, as that organization gets better, so do the pit stops. I see. That's one of the reasons sometimes I would get calls back in the day, hey, can you come help us with our pit stops? Mm -hmm. Well, I knew I can get the guys better, but I can't get the car better. Yeah. So the pit stops are really not going to be better, no matter what I do. No, understood. So, <laughs> There's nothing you can do about no that. No matter what the pit crewmen no. do. So mm-hmm. those. So as an independent contractor, I I would I'd say no. You know, I think uh, I can't. I don't think I'm going to be effective. You know, and I'd explain to them why. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then sometimes they would say, "Hey, we will make that. We will make that change. We will make that happen." Okay. Then I would take that deal. That's great. Great insight. That's a great point. I don't think a lot of fans know that. And um, all they see is the end product of the times that these crews are laying down. But I want to switch gears a little bit. You know, our, our show is brought to you by Money Lion. And Money Lion is um, I dibbled and dabbled on the website. And I'm actually creating an account, which I'm going to show you a little bit about, you know, because Money Lion is pretty cool. I started researching a little bit last night and they had they offer so many financial financial opportunities to their clients to the point where. Um, I think it's something that a lot of people can utilize. At the same time, this financial crew chief sex, uh, segment that we're creating, we're going to talk about a lot of the financial aspects um, that you know relate to us athletes on pit roads. So, um, like I say, this is the financial crew chief um, episode, um, segment brought to you by Money Lion, and we want to talk about 
let's say I'm an expiring an aspiring crew member. I want to break into the sport as an athlete. There are different levels you have to climb to obtain that. But let's say once I get there, you know, what is an idea of the the structure? How is the pay structures um, set up to the point where you can determine how much money you are making as you progress throughout the series and you can kind of predict and set yourself up for the future? Well, one of the things you need to first look at, are you talented talented enough to command top dollar? Mm. Every pit crewman I know thinks they are, but yeah. that's really not the case. Well, how do you know when you're, when you're top dollar ready? Well, back in the day, you know, teams would raid each other's teams. How far back in the day? Oh, uh, we're talking about 10 years ago. Okay, 10 uh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, 7 to 10 years ago because now most pit crewmen are under contract and, and, and two or three-year contracts, and you can't just go from team to team like you used to. But back in the day, the proving ground was just watching who had the best pit crews. What do you mean by you can't go from team to team? Are you well, saying they're that? they're on the contract. They're okay. on the contract. Two-year contracts, three-year contracts with the team's option. So okay. you cannot go from – you can't make those moves anymore. Back when I was pit coaching, you could. Matter of fact, one of the biggest breaks that I ever got was when the Rainbow Warriors left the 24 mm-hmm. and came over to Dale Jarrett in the 88 with Barry Muse and that crew, and they brought me in to be the the pit crew coach. So you were the second pit crew coach for the original Rainbow Warriors. For the, you, well, <laughs> <laughs> you were the that, second. That's where I learned. That's where I learned what I learned because they were so good. You know, they taught me some things, and and mm-hmm. and, and, and and I have to be honest about it. You know, and I taught them some things, and and but you know, yes, I inherited that crew. Uh, uh, when they came over to, to Dale Jarrett. So they were big time at the time. So big they were time. making a certain were, amount of money at the time. What about entry-level crew members coming in? What can they expect to to uh, to make it, or at least well, shoot well, to make? Well, like I said, you know, back back then, you know, the salaries were 120, 130, mm-hmm. and depends on who you're working with, or, you know, approaching $200,000. So, but now that's all changed. How so? Well, basically, most of the big teams have uh, a developmental program, and they're bringing these individuals in and signing them to a developmental contract and then signing them to a pit Hmm. contract. So two different separate contracts. Well, it's all all in one, but it's broken down into two to where they work in the shop and then they pit on the weekend and and they pit uh, out-of-house teams. Okay. So then they're getting uh, paid twice, and you're talking about a situation where if they prove that they can move up to the house teams, mm-hmm. that's eventually where they will go, and, and, and then they will start making more money. On a developmental contract, so they're coming in with a full-time salary. Full-time salary. And we call that in a uh, racing term, shop job. Shop job. So you'll get a shop job. You get a shop and job. And then you'll get a performance uh, job, or I would say. Over the wall job. Over the wall job. Over the wall job. And that's a separate pay, and you combine right. that pay, and then that steadily increases as you improve and move up through the ranks. Being Along with the bonus of what the organization makes at the end of the year. So it's a pretty good deal. It's a pretty good deal. It doesn't pay. You're not getting the top. You're not making. You're not coming in making six figures like you used to because you don't have that experience. Okay. So these teams are pretty much getting smarter in a way by saying, hey, you need to prove yourself before we exactly give you these right. six-figure um, high-money deals. Right, exactly right. And, and and as a pit crew coach, that is exactly the way it should be done. Okay. That's well, exactly the way it should be done because 
what it allows us to do is to coach and train those individuals and move them along throughout the organization. And we know what we have for the future. This sounds like it's very similar to the youth movement that we're seeing with the drivers on the driver side of the sport as it relates to the athletic side of the sport. Well, drivers are athletes as well, but as it relates to the pit crew side of the sport, we're seeing a youth movement there then. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Is and that a good or a bad thing? Well, I mean, you know, it has to continue. There has yeah. to be a youth movement. It has to be a youth movement with pit crewmen, drivers, fans, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> it has to get younger to keep going. You know, yeah. so so it's 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 right. it's, it's a step <laughs> in the right direction. You know, uh, it's funny you say that because um you know, you have these dev- you have a lot of veterans out there now and I see that a lot of them are retiring. A lot of them are phasing out, pursuing full-time careers and elsewhere or within the sport at the same time as a, an aspiring crew member who wants to make it to that number 18 team, to that number two team that's winning all the time, the 11 team. How do they get there? Well, it takes you know three to four years. And then what? Three, three or four, four years. years of what? Is Practicing. Just straight practice. You know, starting out uh, with ARCA. You know, the mm-hmm. truck series, Xfinity, and then hopefully if they have the talent, make it to the cup. But that's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. That's that's not guaranteed. And along the way you get a pay increase and you make the big money if you have the talent. It's well, how long will they the make this big money on average? Well What's the typical uh, you start at age twenty one, you can go all the way to probably thirty eight, thirty nine, forty, just like any athlete. Mm-hmm. Just like any stick and ball athlete. You but, can but of that, those eighteen, twenty years only well, ten of those years are big money making years, or I would say the 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 middle to the last of those. After the fourth or fifth year, then it's big money making years. It's kind of similar to NFL players, yeah, but not quite that but much. But not quite that much money. <laughs> <laughs> coach, coach, I mean, um, you've touched a lot of lives, you know, as far as it relates to crew members coming up through the sports. That's safe to say. What motivates you to do that, or how does that make you feel knowing that? Throughout these years, you've created careers and and income, um, a high-level well, income for a lot of athletes throughout the sport. Well, first of all, just to be a part of a winning situation, just to be a part of a winning race team was like was really my first motivation. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be a part of organizations, groups of people, individuals, athletes, drivers that were winning. Mm-hmm. You know, you I mean, yep. just 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 bottom line. You know. As that grew and I, and I witnessed, you know, the help that they needed as athletes from a sports medicine standpoint, from a, a strength and conditioning standpoint, mm-hmm. and then from a coaching standpoint, you know, I realized that, hey, and, and of course we started with mechanics, and I realized that, hey, we needed to, we needed to help these individuals achieve what they're trying to achieve, what they're trying to achieve, and that was a big motivating factor for me. Um, later on, you know, it, 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 when we started the diversity program, then that kicked in as well. So it's all about helping individuals who want to be a part of the sport and, and, and want to achieve in this sport. That's a big motivator that, that keeps me going. Well, uh, coach Horton, you sure sound like a money line financial crew chief to me. I hope you'll stick around a little bit more cause I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, the top 25 crew members to watch in the 2019 year. And uh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. 
Nay, giveth thou the berries. For fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Counts. And because life is also meant for a join, with Money Lion, NASCAR fans get even more. We're giving away 1,500 NASCAR tickets to our members this year. Plus, you can get 5% cash back on NASCAR tickets at track purchases and all purchases at NASCAR.com. Learn more at MoneyLion.com or download our app. This is America's most powerful financial membership. Moneyline, here we roar. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And we're back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion. I'm Rocco Williams, and I have the pleasure of being in the company of Coach Horton, Director of Athletic Performance for Rev Racing, and many other titles. Man who wears many hats. Thanks, Coach, for hanging out with us. It's a great pleasure. You know, we're about to we're about to talk about my favorite part of the show, and that is the individual. Crew athletes, the the outstanding pit crew athletes, the ones who should be spotlighted, the ones that we need to pay attention to. And our friends at Clutch Coffee Bar, you know, they're great partners that we have and um, they present this award. And I want to I want to I want to show you the top 25. I'm going to give you 25, but in five crew member increments. So for the next five weeks, we're going to be showcasing five crew members that you need to keep an eye on for 2019. And it's brought to you by Clutch Coffee Bar. I want to show you the first Five that we were going to be talking about. We have Dylan Dowell from the number 22, Thomas Hatcher for the number 22, Lee Cunningham on the number 19, Daniel Smith and Stan Doolittle. These guys are five of the 25 that you must watch in the 2019. These guys have a lot of stuff going on. Dylan Dowell and Thomas Hatcher are both on the 22 defending champions. And Dylan Dowell fits that mode that we talked about, Coach, with the for beast sure. mode tire carrier. For sure. He does that tire drop off, and he does it in a way where he does not lose any time getting to that Right rear. He's excellent. Thomas Hatcher is a 15-plus-year veteran tire changer. He knows what he's doing. And although you say there is a youth movement going on, that tire changer is – that tire changer position is a harder position for the youth to break into because of the responsibility and the demand of that position. Three or four years. Same thing goes along with Lee Cunningham coming over from the Martin Truex team, following his driver as they merge with Joe Gibbs. Another one to watch. You can't miss him with that beard of his. You can spot him on pit road. Anytime he's out there. And Daniel Smith is just a great feel-good story. Everyone knows who Daniel Smith is. He's at Stuart Haas on number 14. He's won championships with Stuart Haas. He is a, a landmark on that team to the point where he had a few health issues and scared a lot of crew members on pit road. And he's one that no matter what he goes through, his spot is waiting for him yeah. on pit road. So sure. I want to congratulate all those guys who, who um, are on our radar to watch. Well, out of that top 25, they're, you know, None of them are going to be replaced anytime soon, nor do they need to be. You know, it 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 is it is amazing. You know that I watch. You, you know, we like we watch a lot of film, and the way these individuals are performing are just 
Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing, and people don't understand, you know, what goes into to, to making all of this happen. Mm-hmm. They and, just think you can just do it. Oh, right, he's tired right, changing. Right. He just put his tires on. Or they just go in the weight room and get strong or whatever. I mean, I mean that's part of it, but but the skills, you know, that they have acquired and the you and, and the athleticism that they bring to it, you know, is second to none. And that brings up a good point because you know, as an athlete. You don't grow up wishing to be a pit crew member. At least right. I didn't. You don't. You're not an athlete just dreaming it up. It might like, start happening though. It might start happening. Being <laughs> that that's all there is now is athletes. Right. But you never grew up. At least I didn't in my time frame. Uh, wanting to be a crit, uh, a pit crew member. How do you get these athletes to start feeling that way or believe that? Well, you know, one of the things that we do with our new recruits is we 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 shape it in a in a matter of, of reminding them that, hey, this is an athletic deal and you can still be an athlete, but you're going to have to learn the way that we want it mm-hmm. to be done, you know, and, and, and so then they buy into it and then they start eventually start liking racing yeah. and then loving it. But it takes, I mean, you know, you came from Wake Forest. It took you, what, two or three years to really love the sport. It didn't mm-hmm. happen overnight. It did not. Right. And, 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 and but it does occur at, as you move up and you get better. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, you, you know, you can, you can expand on that. I mean, it took you a little while. I remember, you know, reminding you constantly, Hey, look, <laughs> you're going to have to watch the races on Sunday. Yeah, you you know, you're going to have to go to the races when, when you don't have a race. You tell them too much coach. They yeah. don't, they don't well, even know all that about me. But yeah. Yeah. You, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't start liking racing when you were 10 like I did. Yeah, you, you are, know, you are, you're the epitome of a true you know, racer. You know, I grew up fan. in a family where, where, where we owned our own service station, and, and we were racing fans. I was, you know, I was a Wendell Scott fan, Bobby mm-hmm. Isaac, a Richard Petty fan, you know, growing up. You didn't have, you don't have that with these athletes, you know, mm-hmm. but hopefully that'll start to change. Well, that's awesome. You know, we're going to. We've had so much to talk about, and we're going to wrap it up. We had a great show today, and just keep in mind, um, I definitely look forward to working with you with developing our ranking system with sure. the top five. Well, you started out. You started off with some excellent ones, man. Hey, we got a good job. Like I say, we're looking forward to Atlanta and the pit crews. Y'all, make sure you stay tuned to us, and um, you'll learn everything there is to know about NASCAR. You mean we got to go? Yeah, we got to go. can't keep talking? No, Money Lion is pulling the plug, you know, so okay. we got to go. We thank y'all for watching. MRN Crew Call, presented by Money Lion. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope, it's Geico. Uh, Yeah, 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 that's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.